Welcome to Juilliard's Everything Arts Related in and Around Austin. Today I'm sharing with you my conversation with trans comedian Julia Scotty and filmmaker Susan Sandler, who work together on an incredible documentary about Julia's life journey called Julia Scotty Funny That Way, which opens Eclipse annual Pride Mini Filmathon June 3rd. Julia is a very funny lady with a simple message about the quality of life and being happy that I know you're going to relate to. So, Julia. Yeah? I feel like your life gives new meaning to the phrase, the struggle is real. <laughs> um, you could say that's one way you could look at it, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a, is that how you look at it? I never thought of it as a struggle. It's a, uh, I'm not that heroic a person. I just want to get through life without being hurt too much. It's been hard. I, mean, but, you know, I, I, won't, I won't deny that, but I always kind of like to to understand the mechanics of how something works and whether it's comedy or transitioning like this, it just, it it was a learning experience for me. Gosh, I can imagine it was a serious learning experience growing up. What did you feel like something wasn't quite right? When did you sort of really feel it? Um, Yeah. Well, there was always something a little offbeat about me Um, and my relatives would used to say uh, I was the sensitive one and, uh, and it began to pop up in my comedy, and you can see it early on in the movie. You can uh, uh, you can see I'm, I'm making these awful transphobic remarks in, at this club, and I think it was in Buffalo. And uh, I don't know how Susan found this footage, but it, it was it was it was embarrassing. I was ashamed of myself, but I realized at that point in my life, I was really struggling with it. Uh, I just did I couldn't I didn't have a name for it yet because. Nobody really talked about this sort of thing. So that must have felt very isolating, too. You think? <laughs> a little bit, yes. Yeah, yeah. Because you were grown up, very, you were married, uh, you had kids at that point, right? You had a lot of responsibilities. So you're feeling inside something that you don't understand. And who do you turn to? There was nobody. There was really no Internet at all back then either. So there was no information available. Uh, I knew that I was whenever I saw a story in the newspaper about, say, uh, Dr. Renee Richards or uh, Christine Jorgensen or somebody, a transgendered woman, uh, I was fascinated by it and drawn to it. But I couldn't tell you why. Mm. And and thank God for Susan. I mean, she, our meeting was so, I have I can't, I can't even think of the word for it, but she took that whole experience with this movie and she really presented it in a way that I think people can see that there is light at the end of the tunnel. Yes, it's a difficult thing to go through, but if you believe in yourself and trust your instincts and follow your heart, in the end, um, you'll be a happier, more peaceful person. Would you say so, Susan? Yeah, that's that's the... Uh the joy of Julia's journey that we share, which is, um, you know, shaped by her journey in comedy too. You know, we really understand a lot about her voice and how her voice evolved as a comedian, the truer and the more authentic, uh, the funnier this girl is. She's got a phenomenal new album out now from Gorilla Records called Primal Cuts that your audience should just jump on. It's so great. Um, And what we see in the movie is the evolution of Julia's voice, um, her return to her family, and all of that blended, you know, the public and the private. It's, um, it's, it's quite a meal. 
That's a good way to put it. It is quite a meal. It's a good turn of phrase. How did you and Julia come together for this project? You know, everything happens that's supposed to happen. That's Julia's, you know, one of Julia's mantras. Um, we share a, a friend who we both adore, who's a great comedian named Jane Condon. And Jane um, is both, you know, like many comedians, she is both a performer and a producer. And she produced a phenomenal evening of all women stand up on Nantucket where I spend my summers and I go to all of her shows and I just love the people that she discovers. And there was Julia Scotty and I just, just was blown away. It felt like I was watching early Richard Pryor, just urgent and funny and, you know, unstoppably great. And we hung out after the show and she shared, um, a script that she was working on. She's a great writer, too, uh, for uh, a, a show that she was developing, a television show. And I said I'd be happy to share that with my agent. I'm a playwright and a screenwriter, too, as well as in documentary. So I did that. And we started talking. And I had worked with Jane on a one-woman show, which is something comedians can do to tell the story of their roots in comedy and their lives. And I you know, started talking to Julia about doing that. And then I learned that her children had just come back into her life after this estrangement of almost 15 years and all of my nerve endings as a writer and a director said you know this feels like a documentary and I had you know the great 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 good fortune of Julia's trust and that evolved and um, that trust is you know the access that makes any documentary alive is when people let you into their lives and she does she does that for our audience and it's a it's a real real gift. Well, for sure, you have to be willing to be vulnerable because that is the thing that people are so drawn to. And trust is essential for that. So, Julia, talking about your kids coming back into your life at this point, how many children do you have? Um, I have three. Oh, oh totally. Uh, one from a first marriage, and, and we've, we've been estranged for many, many years. And and my, my son and daughter, um, Dan and Emma, are from my second marriage. Would you say being apart from them, was that the toughest part of your transitioning? Yeah. Uh, no, I'll, gi- I'll give you actually, we have time for a quick story. Absolutely. Oh, um, okay. When my son, Dan, was little, baseball was a big part of our life. And um, I, I tried to instill that love of it in him. And we, you know, we used to play catch and all the time and he played little league and uh, and and when I when I left their lives or was asked to leave their lives, um, he continued to play little league and he just dropped out. Well, since we've gotten back together, uh, I proposed a trip to the Baseball Hall of Fame with him a couple of weeks ago, and we went out there, and we just had the most amazing time. It was as if time all the all the crap from all those years just sort of fell off, and we were both. He was a kid again, and I was, you know, I was there experiencing the whole thing. And he just called me last night to tell me that he's playing in an adult league now. Um, and so it's become That's so, so cool. cool. I, yeah, and I told him, I said, you know, uh, when I didn't get to see you play, it, it broke my heart. It just broke my heart. And this is like a second chance for both of us. So, um, yeah, it's the universe works in great ways sometimes. That is remarkable. And I I feel, Julia, it's also a powerful statement of how essential it is to live your life intrinsically as who you are to to have experienced that sacrifice. 
I, I yes, and I and I think I, uh, you know, I couldn't like I had to be honest with them when they were children because that's what I was going through, and I couldn't I couldn't expect them to be their authentic selves when they grew up. If, if I couldn't be mine, what kind of an example would I have been? For sure, you know. So, uh, and I think I think they both understand that now. You know, it was a little hard when they were younger. Yes. Sure, I can't imagine what that process uh, is like explaining that to your kids and watching them try to digest it. Oh. <laughs> well, uh, Dan, I don't think quite understood it at the very beginning. I think Emma, uh, Emma got it more because she was a little older. But, uh, but I think in the long run, Dan handled it much better. He's come back, uh, you know, we've gotten much, much closer. And Emma, we've sort of been come, we're distant, you know, there's still a distance with us. So it's kind of still a living, breathing part of a transition in a way, would you say? It's always a never-ending transition. And, and that's one of the things this film is doing for people, I think. I, I hear from people um, going through it, uh, writing, they've been, you know, writing me since America's Got Talent about how it, you know, that that's helped them. I, every show now, it seems, I, I've got parents of trans kids or trans people coming to the shows, and they're coming because they've seen the movie or they, they knew about me from AGT. So living your authentic life it's not just beneficial to you as a person. You're helping other people, whether you know it or not. I think that's right. That's why I'm grateful that the movie's even, you know, is there. So they have a reference they can go to. What's, what's very cool that, that Aglyph is doing, that we've been doing, you know, since uh, the film came out um, a year ago on, um, on demand. It's on um, Amazon Prime and Apple TV and a bunch of other platforms. And this was, you know, because of COVID, we didn't open theatrically. We decided it was going to be a great opening for Pride, um, you know, streaming. But now that people are back in the theaters, we started to do this really delicious tour event where Julia is coming doing live comedy along with the screening of the film. And what we've, what we've found in this, um, you know, this presentation is a comedy of Julia Scotty following meeting Julia very intimately in the film is a very special emotional experience for everybody. And um, we're so excited that this is the spotlight event at uh, in Austin at Aglyph on June 4th at 7 o'clock at the Galaxy Theater. And folks are going to get to meet Julia in this, in Julia Scotty funny that way and hear a phenomenal set from her. I know she's going to blow the roof off and then hang out um, at Vivo restaurant for drinks and food afterwards and party. So it's, you know, it's a very big community celebration of what it is to be true to yourself and joyful in, you know, in that journey. So I hope your audiences will, will join us. Well, what a great way to kick off Pride Month. And I do love that experience of of seeing the film and then seeing people from the film right in front of you live in the flesh. It, you're right. It, it does bring it home in a way that is so much more powerful. And Susan, I wanted to ask you, the film, I understand, encompasses five years of Julia's life. Did you did you set out to do it that way? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, you know, it's really interesting. My background um, prior to this has been in theater and narrative film, which is, you know, very much developed through the idea of a production schedule that is, you know, has a really finite beginning and end. Um, in documentary, you know, you open up a door and you say, I'm going to discover 
you know, in this case, a portrait of someone, and there's no, you know, definition of what that journey is going to look like. And the people who I've gone to for, I teach at, at NYU in the film school, and the, the people who I've gone to for some mentoring uh, on this journey, since this is new territory for me in documentary, people like Sam Pollard and the wonderful Lewis Erskine um, all talked about, you know, documentaries are like, you know, like a good piece of, of you know, anything that's, you know, wine or anything that's brewing for a while can take four or five years depending upon, you know, the agenda. And in this case, following Julia over this period of time was her return to comedy, her children's return to her life. Um, some other things happen in the film. I don't want to give away some of the surprises when people get to see it. There's some, you know, really heart-stopping turns of events. And so to, to follow a life is a is a really exciting thing you know it's not something that as a writer producer you don't you go into knowing what's going to happen you just have the intuition that there's a wonderful character and a wonderful world and what happens so it felt very organic to be with Julia over this period of time um, she was developing her career she was developing relationships with her family and friends and some other very exciting things happen along the way that I won't give away but it's um, the five years felt right and to be to be perfectly honest Julia is such an interesting character I could continue to be shooting her right now you know there's <laughs> so much going on in her life that's so interesting and fun that you know there could be part two three and four of the Julia Scotty story so you know it's it's really about the discipline of saying no, this has a nice shape and figuring out what that shape is. And I had wonderful collaborators and a great animator, Sam Roth, and a great composer, Matthew Hutchinson, and my wonderful editor, Marsha Moore McKeever. And in all of that, finding the shape of a story um, in a beautiful, big, chaotic, wonderful life, you know, to find, you know, the spine of the story and tell it, you know, with a structure that makes it feel to an audience that there's a beginning, middle, and end. And happily, in Julia's case, you know, there is no end. She goes on to continue to entertain us in many, many ways. So um, this is a way to meet Julia Scotti and understand her journey, but her journey continues. So that's, that's the happy piece of meeting her live after seeing this film, as you get to see her, you know, at the top of her form as a, as a comedian. And I love that, that it carries on. I mean, I think that's one of the most inspirational things is when you don't get to see the end on screen, that you can leave the theater. And in this case, having had this experience with Julia and her stand up afterwards, but you, you later on days later, maybe even a month later, you're thinking about, wow, okay, look at what I experienced here and how that individual, it carries on. And I think that's what people can take with them and internalize and say, okay, well, how, how can I take some of what what she did and apply it into my world? Because we've all got our stuff. Everyone's struggling. And so then when you look at someone who's had the enormous amount of, st of struggles that I think you have had, Julia, and what you've done with it. I mean, like when you when you went on America's Got Talent, what were you thinking that that was going to open for you? I, You know, I wasn't going to go on it. To be honest with you, they approached my then manager, um, uh, with a you know with the idea of me audition you know auditioning, and I said I you know I, I don't, it's a game show I don't want to audition for some and I never I never watched the show, and uh, and she said are you insane they're practically offering it to you without you know having to go through all the Michigans or getting on it, which they were they were offering me a, a what's called an appointment audition, 
So I went down, I auditioned, and, and I got the show. And I really, I knew they wanted me because I was old, I was transgender, and that's a story for them. They like that. Well, they got the bonus of me being funny too. So it was, um, <laughs> you know, well, no, I mean, I mean, I mean that, you know, because if you see, you know, they, everybody's got a story and a lot of them are talentless. So uh, it's a scary experience to go through. Uh, and so I got, I got, I always say this, I got from them uh, what I wanted and they got from me what they wanted. And I, you know, I'm grateful to them. They changed my life. It was a, it was a good experience. You know, they had, but they left it up to me as to whether I was going to come out. I mean, I was, I, I was backstage ready to go on. And the producer said to me, are you going to tell them? I said, I don't know. And it wasn't until, if you watch the tape, it wasn't, you could see my, you could see the little meeting going on in my head about whether or not I'm going to come out. And in the end, I thought, well, you know, I could help people here. Uh, if I do, then maybe there's somebody out there who's, struggling and if they see this maybe they know that you know it's not a hopeless situation that they can survive and thrive we have that episode in the film and it's a really you know incredible turning point in julia's story well and i noticed that pause and i was like oh my gosh she's going to get emotional here but that's not really i mean you probably were filled with emotion but i thought oh maybe they're you know she's getting choked up and that's not what happened it's a really powerful moment I'm thrilled to know that you were in, in that moment thinking, okay, I think I'm going to, I'm going to do this. Well, I, I didn't want to do it until the set was done. That, that was paramount. I, I wanted the set to stand on its own and it, which it did. And so I felt comfortable, a little more comfortable afterwards. But the reason I got so emotional, that, that was part of it. The coming out was part of it, but it was also, I have been in this business for 42 years. I have worked every toilet on up and down the East Coast and across America. This was finally a break that I had been, you know, that was 40 years in the making. So it, it all caught up to me at that moment, too. Uh, and that was part of it. That's the thing I didn't, you know, mention on, on during the interview part of it. So, so now you know the whole story, <laughs> the rest of the story. I like the rest of the story. That had to be a pretty incredible feeling. I mean, and one that you maybe anticip- never anticipated. I when I said when I came out and said that I was trans, I really held my breath for a second to see if they would storm the stage with torches and you know pitchforks because it, you know, we live in scary times, especially for trans folks. You know, uh, and I again I go back to the movie because it's just such it's so important. What Susan did with this movie is she uh, she she made it available to people who may not never met a trans person, you know, and have this preconceived notion about what we are. She she did a fantastic job showing that we're just like everybody else. Well, and that is so central to a lot of what's happening today because I think there are a lot of people who just don't get it, and if you don't have access to really meeting and knowing people who are trans, then it's, it's sort of, it's off in the ether and it's kind of whatever you can make, make it from your mind. So the film that you and Susan have worked so hard on Julia Scotty funny that way, which is available on Amazon prime. That is a way to, to make it real for people who live in communities that are filled with sameness for lack of a better description. Well, 
yes. Mm. And, and, and mm-hmm. my audiences, my audiences, oddly enough, are 95% cisgender people. Um, you would, you know, you, you, I look out in the audience and I'll ask, where are my trans people? And not, not a single hand goes up. That makes sometimes. sense to me. You're hilarious. You appeal to really? everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, guys. Well, that's the idea. I mean, I, I feel like I'm doing more, more benefits for the trans community by, you know, being able to speak to, to cisgender people than, than not, you know. So it's, uh, it's, it's exciting. I, 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 love, I love my work now more than I ever have in all the years I've been doing this. Oh, that's fantastic. I'm so glad to hear that. Juliet, in terms of the film reaching audiences, um, I'm also really proud that the film is uh, now in a lineup with a company called Good Docs. Um, you can find the, this is a, a company that distributes documentaries to schools, universities, and libraries all around the world. And the film has also the component of good talks through good docs so that uh, schools and universities and libraries can book uh, Julia and or me to speak with the film. In fact, Julia is going to be um, visiting a school in Switzerland virtually. Is that like pretty soon for that's Pride, right, right yes. Julia? Uh-huh. Um, so yep, the, the right. film is being screened at an international school in Switzerland, and Julia is going to be visiting with the kids there after they see the film. And I've just been invited to do an, another talk at a school um, in Pennsylvania that's screening the film. So GoodDocs.net um, brings the film to libraries and schools, and um, that's where we want to see it do the work that it's meant to do, which is to tell Julia's story in just exactly the spirit of what you just described, um, that it lets people into this beautiful life and journey and helps folks understand what it is to be trans and, you know, the absolutely full embrace of a positive experience. And Julia's journey is, you know, is full of joy, as, as you've already seen. Yes. Yeah. And that is one thing that is actually very striking. Did you did you ever imagine you were going to be making a documentary film, Susan? No, (laughs) I didn't. But, you know, so much of what I do in my life is about intuition, you know, and I began working with Julia on this one woman show and it just everything, all the materials there felt like this wanted to be a documentary. And I think storytelling is storytelling, you know, and the, the people that I've met along the way, some of the the folks who are very seasoned in documentary has really shared that with me. You know, it doesn't matter if you're in fiction or nonfiction, if it's a good story and you understand how to tell a good story and you understand craft of storytelling, um, whether you're working from fiction or nonfiction, it's the same process. And what, you know, the, the difference, of course, in documentary is you work with the materials that are given to you. In this case, I was given by Julia uh, access to the private and the public. And so I was able to follow her in performance. Um, and I was able to go back in time uh, archivally and look at Julia when she was Rick Scotty and the performances there and, you know, comb through all of the archaeological dig that I made into um, these materials and figure out what pieces to use to help structure and tell the story now. So it's, you know, writing is writing. It's really about figuring out 
where the story sits and how to create a story around a character who you want to spend time with. And that's exactly at the heart of, of what this film offers. You really want to hang out with Julia Scotti. One of my favorite reviews that we got, um, the reviewer talked about falling in love with her in this film and what a love letter this movie is and how it made him just want to go and hang out with her <laughs> at a diner. And, and Julia invited him to do that. What, remember that, Julia? It was kind of great. Yeah, okay. uh, that, I do uh, and, and I think Absolutely. that's the experience, yeah, that, that folks have um, meeting her through this film. And then, you know, the absolute treat of getting to see her do a live set afterwards, Austin. So yeah, you guys are really lucky. Well, there are some people who just give you energy when you meet them. There are other people who take your energy. And Julia is much more like she's the kind that gives you energy and draws you in because like, you know, I've only seen you on, on video, Julia, but you've said things that, that catch me. Like, you know, one of the things you say in the trailer, you say, you got to be happy. It's about quality of life, which is just something so simple that mm -hmm. absolutely everyone can relate to. And you don't stop because you've got gray hair. That's something else I've heard you say. So it's these simple threads. That's like, it sort of hooks you and it's like, Oh wait, Tell me more. You've had some experiences, madam, that I'm certain I can learn from. Well, that, that's the key to it. I mean, living a happy life is simple. That's what makes it so hard. It's the simplicity of it. I think, you're, I think you've nailed it. Thank you. Uh, yeah, the things that matter are very simple. You know, love is the only absolute that you can have in your life. You know, it's really the, it can guide you in every facet of your life. I always say that everything I, I know about life, I learned from comedy. And Comics have said that, too. We all believe that every skill you need to get through life is, is you find in comedy. And I, I've been blessed that I've had so much time to be able to do it. That's great. I've never thought of it as a teacher, but that actually does make a lot of sense. You have to be quite, you have to be quite smart and quite aware to be, I think, a really good comedian. There's all sorts of humor, you know, and there's some, like, really basic kind of juvenile humor. And then there's that kind of humor that really draws you in and and makes you think about more. Yeah. Julia, how, how do you characterize what you're doing now in your comedy compared to what you were doing five years ago? Oh, I, I had to shed, um, five years ago, I had to shed the Rick Scotty style of comedy because it was very superficial. Like It was like strip mining. You know, we took the, took the low-hanging fruit and not, sorry to mix my metaphor there, but it, I was never very satisfied with it. This stuff that I'm doing now I think operates on a much deeper level and it speaks more about, you know, we as human beings and, and wh why we function the way we do. Uh, and on a much more, this is a really good meal. Okay. My, my previous comedy was like a box of Skittles, you know, <laughs> That's the best way I could describe it. you know, a sugary, meaningless crap. This, this is uh, the stuff I'm doing now. I'm very, very happy with. Nice. Well, here in Austin at the Galaxy Theater, uh, Julia Scotty, Funny That Way, is going to be playing Saturday at 7 p.m., followed by a live comedy set from Julia. And, you know, I just have to say, ladies, I'm so bummed I'm going to miss this. I'm getting on a plane oh, for the no. first time. Yeah, which I'm quite nervous about. I mean, I could, it's possible I could back out at the last moment. I'm supposed to be on a plane on Friday going to Boston which would be my first foray into the world, really, in quite a while. Um, and wouldn't you know, it would happen right when something amazing is going on here in Austin. That's Murphy's Law, I oh, suppose. Oh, don't go. You know, you know, you go on a plane. You know, that's where you're going to get monkeypox. You don't want to go on a plane. Stay here. <laughs> 
But, Julia, we will keep inviting you. We're going to keep doing these, this, <laughs> this tour, and uh, we want you there. So you will, you will be with us again. And the film is out there for folks to see on Amazon Prime and Apple TV. And uh, Julia Scotti, um, Primal Cuts, her incredible new album on Gorilla Records that um, is downloadable everywhere, Julia, right? Yeah, I'll be, uh, I'll be selling it, on, at, I think, at the shows, too, if they let me. Uh, so oh, excellent. I have these little download cards. Yeah, they're download cards, and I, I autograph them, and there's a code on the back, and you can download it from there. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. The good news is I'll be able to see the film um, since it is available on Apple TV and Amazon Prime. And it's just I just can't think of a better way to kick off Pride Month. Honestly, we're we're just I'm so excited, excited to be there. And we've, we've made it to the top of the thrill list for Pride um, with this event. It's that hot. So um, please uh, let your audience know that we want to see them there. This is June 4th at the Galaxy Theater, uh, Julia Scotty Funny That Way, with Julia Scotty herself blowing off the roof, uh, and a party afterwards at Vivo. Oh, really? Um, it's, yeah, it's the place to be. So um, thank you so much, Julia. This was so much fun. Oh, it's absolutely my pleasure. Thank you both for making time. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Julia. If you're still here, thank you so much for listening to Juilliard's. A Glyphs mini filmathon to celebrate Pride Month is going on from June 3rd through the 5th at Galaxy Theaters. And you can get all the details you need at agliff.org. If you want to hear more from Juliet, listen to Magic 95.5 weekday afternoons. She's on the air from noon to 7, keeping you company while you're at work and on that all-too-lengthy drive home.